0: kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea, a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when
1: was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it
0: got out in 1989, we had catalogued 57 different species.
2: We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Son-washing.
3: Greetings and salutations, my fellow sky watchers from all corners of the globe. Me and Alan are back live tonight, once again on this beautiful July 23rd, 2014, depending on where you are, of course, as always. And of course, as always, we're broadcasting live from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida. I am Angel, that's Alan, the other half of the usual suspects on the show. <laughs> With me, as always, with that sinister laugh. <laughs> now, uh, what part of the uh, globe are you uh, joining us tonight, Alan?
4: Actually, I am on my way to Alabama. Oh,
3: yeah,
4: yes. but I Yeah, I'm Alabama. off to, uh, Ox- what is it, Oxford, Alabama.
3: Oh, that's a nice place, actually. Like oh, you've been there? Yeah, actually, believe it or not, I've seen a lot of the U.S. Uh, a lot of people don't believe me because they look at me and they're like, "Come on, you don't get out of the house often."
4: No, no, yeah. no. Sure, you did when they were transferring <laughs> you, the prisoner transport from, from you know, cell block hey, why- to cell block,
3: right? Dude, I, I, we I, we talked about that. You know, I told you none of that on the show. We gotta keep it clean. No, uh, no. I, I worked on. Uh, I wasn't saying f- what they were doing to you <laughs> in
4: the cell block. That's this I'm keeping it clean.
3: My past has to be sealed, Alan.
4: With duct tape. Yes. Okay,
3: and a lot of it, a lot of duct tape. Uh, no, but check this out. I used to work um, for this company that we did uh, road sales in the car industry, and oh. uh, I, I traveled all over the place. Like you don't know, like you do conventions. Well, I did the same thing, but with cars.
4: Kinda. Well, that sounds cool. Uh, I I hear I'm really near Talladega too. Oh, nice! Uh, you Into know, racing. not really. All I you know, it's <laughs> it's I, I I don't understand the fascination of you know the racing where it's like the cars are going round and round and round and round.
3: But well, That's like, the whole point. It's to it get you really, really, really dizzy.
4: No, no, no. But it's no. not. They're doing the same thing. All they do is hang in a right turn four times.
3: I know, but see, here's I mean, the point. You get you get really hammered drunk, and then it keeps going around and around, and it starts spinning you, and it's a good time. I suggest you try okay, it.
4: Okay, if you say so. Uh, sure,
3: yeah, okay. You know what kind of got me into uh, racing a little bit?
4: No, I'm not that, psychic. Tell me.
3: That you, hey, I've been told different, though. How about you?
4: um yeah, well, I don't publish. We're not.
3: We're not going to talk about who told me what. But anyway, uh, no. Remember the uh, Final Destination movie that had um, uh, what do you call it? The uh, the racing scene where everybody dies in the, uh, in the racetrack.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Tell me that wasn't like one of the best death scenes ever in a horror film.
4: Uh, it's up there, but it's not. You know, it 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 was more mass mayhem and death than one good death. You know, you need just one good, solid death dismemberment, evisceration kind of a thing. You know, Mass Casualties just isn't appealing to me anymore.
3: That kind of happens after you watch the entire Saw you know, series and you don't sleep for like three days like you did once <laughs> or twice. Well, How many times can... did you do that? Because I know you're a big fan of the Saw
4: movies. I am. Yeah, it's okay. Now here's the question: Are you going to go see the new Purge movie? Not really. You know, I didn't really like that first Purge movie. I couldn't get into it, but everyone's saying the second one's actually better than the first. And that's really hard to do with a
3: sequel, actually. Yeah, but you know the whole thing with that concept—it really just bugged me. Because I could, you know, I could suspend my disbelief for certain things, but that would never happen. I mean, <laughs> seriously. Okay. I mean, I don't think. I mean, really, do you think that could ever happen on? Do I think
4: society can actually do that, and it would alleviate all the tension?
3: I don't think they would. No, I don't think they would. I mean, think about it. You're giving everybody a license to kill for you know however many hours. I don't think they're ready to go there. As crazy as we are, as nutty as we are.
4: You know, funny as it is though, you know, the current statistic is, is right. that we have the most incarcerated people. We have the largest amount of incarcerated people in the world. And yeah, funny that as is it is true, we're <gasps> yeah. three times we have three times the incarceration rate of China.
5: Of Ooh, China crazy.
4: for God's sake. Yeah. Okay. China has how many billions of people and we have a larger incarceration rate.
3: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's scary. That is pretty scary.
4: But that's not in the news, so what is in the news tonight?
3: Well, we do have a lot of news to report. In fact, we got some stuff uh, right from uh, our good friends over at Open Minds, some interesting articles they've posted, and some stuff from good old ArtBell.com.
4: Ooh, looking forward to that.
3: Yeah, shout-outs to ArtBell. We got a lot of stuff uh, planned for the night. Actually, I want to let everybody know, um, because uh, I think we we should tell who's going to be on, with us tonight. Uh, Jeff Willis is returning to the show. Oh, yeah. And, you know, first, before, you know, we continue, Alan, I got to kind of let this out of the bag. Last week, uh, we had a fantastic show. I mean, love that show. Yep. Uh, Ted Peters, awesome guest. Um, he was uh, double booked accidentally with uh, Jeff Willis, and um, I've never been as uh, as uh, sorry about making a mistake as last week because Jeff called in, and he's like, man... I'm supposed to be on the show tonight, and it completely like slipped my mind that he was booked also on that night. Oh, you and, did! Uh, I thought you booked him for this weekend. No, we did. No, here's the thing: I did book him for this week, but okay. when we, but originally he was booked for that week. But I had to reschedule some stuff around, and I moved some stuff. And I thought I had confirmed with him that we had made the move, and I didn't. So he was double booked accidentally.
4: Aha. Uh-huh.
3: Right. Remember, we missed a, a show a few weeks ago because yeah. uh, we had some technical issues and uh, some stuff happening. Right. Well, we just couldn't be live on air. So when we had that night off, we had to like kind of rearrange the schedule a little bit so we could stay on the right course and the right track. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of openings later on, so it just kind of fit if we just moved everybody back a week. Right. And, um, you know, and it, look, it was a great show last weekend. Hopefully, we have a great show with uh, Jeff tonight. He is a great, great dude. I mean, I, look, you know, not to kiss his ass because, you know, we. Accidentally double booked him, uh, but no, he is actually a really cool guy, and he's he is actually a sky watcher. Alan, he he is out there actually looking up at the skies. I don't know if he's smoking a- anything, but he's looking up at the skies and he's trying to skywatch and he's trying to find something floating, flying, leaving trails, so he can show it to the rest of the world over in think- Phoenix.
4: Something somewhere.
3: Something somewhere, yeah. You know, it's funny because, again, you know, Phoenix uh, UFOs, uh, that's his website. And um, we actually just linked it, by the way. If you guys want to check out his website, go to skywatchersradio.com. And uh, when you click on the episodes tabs, you can see all our. Glorious episodes so far since we've been on the air here on Dark Matter Radio Network and uh, the PSN Radio Network that I own. But every you know, if you want to hear all the great archives, you can go there. But also, you can check out all the banners and stuff on the right hand side of the uh, column. And, oh, no, uh, we just place the We placed a little banner for his website. Really uh, cool site, and you know, it's always fun to catch up with actually people that are outside sky watching because I haven't been able to go sky watching in a while. And I know when you come down, Alan, you and I kind of already made a pact that we have to go sky watching at least once.
4: Absolutely in the Everglades, but away from the alligators.
3: That's a great idea, because I do not want to get eaten or have you get eaten and me run yeah, while you yeah, are yeah. being eaten.
4: Yeah, I'm not tasty.
3: Well, yeah, no. I'm not going there with you. But uh, to an alligator, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Alan. But uh, let's uh, get to some uh, news. We d- we do have some headlines. We want to get to some important news in the world of ufology. Because, after all, Alan, this is a UFO-related show. And What do we do here on... Skywatchers radio
4: absolutely nothing we do absolutely
3: nothing that's pretty much it i mean he is captured he has captured it perfectly we talk
4: about what's going
3: on in the (laughs) ufo
4: world and it's wonderful by the way did you catch that show on uh sunday night on uh on sci-fi uh
3: negative i don't watch much tv man i got netflix streaming stuff on plex i'm good uh you missed it I'll I'll, hey, I'll catch it online later. What happened? What did I miss before I, miss I get to
2: I, the news?
4: Well, I'm sure there are some people out there who know all about it, and I would love for someone to call in and describe the show better than I can. So okay. I'm going to wait for someone to do that. Now, in all seriousness, though, there was this really amazing show on the Sci-Fi channel, which covered uh, basically the moon mysteries. And okay. the odd uh, architecture okay. structures. Okay, um, they also covered that uh, possible Apollo twenty mission as well too. Um,
3: the the Mona Lisa alien I keep raving about. Not yeah, on that yeah. Oh, although
4: okay. although funny as it is, Wikipedia recent someone put something up on Wikipedia trying to totally debunk the entire thing. Uh, of course, but, but you know what I find really really funny? The one thing that they don't discuss in that debunking is the lunar module. And here's uh-huh. the interesting part. As I've said earlier in a prior show when we were discussing that Mona Lisa thing, yep. um, I find it very, very hard to debunk because my girlfriend's father worked for NASA and he verified that that interior of the Mona Lisa shot was definitely inside a LEM module. That is, that, there's no way that could be a soundstage.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, why?
4: Wow.
3: Now, check this out. Uh, isn't And I've said it a couple times, and I'm pretty sure that uh, you've seen the footage. We could see the face of one of the astronauts. Have Do you know if they figured out who this dude was? Cause, uh, yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, They
4: actually had a whole... Did they talk
3: about that? Uh,
4: yeah. Uh, if you want me to send you the link on that, I will have... Please,
3: to- man. You should have sent me that hours ago. We would have made an entire uh, first segment out of that. Are you kidding me?
4: Well, I'm trying to do it right now. Hang on.
3: Better well, better late than ever, right? <sighs> yeah, basically. And then he tells me to hang on when we're live on air. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to hang on. And by just the way, wait callers, please. Alan. By
4: the way, everybody who's listening, please call in and tell us what you thought of the show. Really, I I, I want to hear it. Um, my problem is is I'm we- right now. I'm working with Windows 8's oh uh, my ver- version of Skype, and I'm trying to figure out where the hell I can go. I you know where the hell I can actually cut and paste the text to because it's been a little bit glitchy for me, and I'm looking for where I can cut and paste you some text. And Here's
3: the, here's the thing. Uh, that, while you do that, let me uh, go on a little rant here real quick Here, about can you se- just,
4: just send me a hello text?
3: So I'll, I'll send you a hello text What I say this real quick. I don't know what the hell is going on with Skype, and for anybody who might want to call in, we do love to take your calls, and we want to have you call in. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if Skype is going to cooperate for the time being because it's been happening as, as of late that uh, whenever somebody calls in and we take the call, it kicks them out, or it kicks everybody off of the call and just lets that person who called in stay on the line with, uh, with me. Or whoever the host of the call is. I don't know what the heck is going on. I've had a couple people tell me they've, they've been experiencing the same thing. So it seems to be like a global issue with Skype. So if for whatever reason we're in a deep conversation with Jeff tonight. And we can't get to your calls. Or if you do by some miracle of God in all the almighty. You decide to call in. Because we really don't get a lot of callers. I don't alan i don't get it but anyway if you do decide you want to call i mean we
4: could by the way folks we'll try how many people are listening and i don't understand why we don't have at least one or two people calling in to comment you know that's you know that would be a good thing guys i think what, what i'm
3: gonna what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna start a kickstarter account to get kickstarted some calls (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how I want to put this together, but I want to kickstart some calls, man. We want to get your input. We want to get your participation on Skywatchers Radio, and really, I mean, what you know, this show is is an outlet for you, the listeners, uh, to get in touch and listen and speak to and. You know, ask questions to some of the biggest names in ufology and and really, uh, you know, poke them a little bit. Don't just give them the cookie cutter questions. Ask them the hard questions if you really want to ask some of these folks the hard questions. Call in. You know, we really want your participation. And, uh, again, look, if you call in, uh, please bear with us for the time being until this whole Skype fiasco dies down. And uh, if, uh, you know, we we lose everybody else on the call, just be patient. Uh, Please, everybody, turn the radio off if you're calling in. Very important. Have everything silent, be ready to go, and most importantly, Alan, you know the most important rule about calling Skywatchers radio, right? You know what it is.
4: Talk in English.
3: Well, no, that's the second most important rule.
4: Uh, that's the second. Uh, Make sure we're actually live.
3: No. No, that's... Well, no, they, of course they know we're live. I mean, we're...
4: Well, don't forget, we repeat... Up. Don't forget, guys, if you actually have to go and do something, we do repeat this. What hour do we repeat this?
3: No. Anyway, that doesn't matter because we want them to call in live. We don't want exactly. him to listen to the repeat. So anyway, call in live when we're live on air, uh-huh. right? Uh huh. Anyway, you to. call in live, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll answer your questions. But again, if there is some kind of a technical, uh, you know, miscue with Skype, uh, just bear with us. Be patient. Uh, the technology is what uh-huh. it is. You know, so we got to work with what we have. Uh, but check this out. We do have a lot of news to cover, and not a whole lot of time to cover it. So right uh, off the let's bat. Let's go through this. and I'm way, gonna call I sent this you the segment. Links. Did you see him? Cool. Yeah, I just got it. By the way, okay, uh, I'm gonna start calling this segment the news segment because we really haven't named our segments, and um, you know, you know, most professionals radio, you know, they they name their segments. I don't know. Have you heard of professional radio shows where they have like cute names for their segments? Uh.
4: Okay. So what are we gonna call call this one?
3: I think uh, it, the proper name is Bat Squatch News. <laughs> Why not?
4: And we all know what Batsquatch is. We're not going to explain it. Uh-huh. Uh, if you need to know about it, call in and we'll explain it to you. All right.
3: So Batsquatch news, everybody. Check this out. This is right off of ArtBell.com. Uh, big ups to, of course, Keith Rowland and Art Belford for posting their news. And uh, this uh, comes with a video. And it's, Alan, I sent you this video. It's a beam of light. Uh they registered uh by it was registered by a cameraman uh, or by camera live on uh here stream of US Capitol and uh it supposedly shows three aliens being teleported. Into the US uh, from, Capitol. No no no. Well I don't know. see that's the thing. I don't know if they're being beamed into the US Capitol or or out of the US Capitol. It's kinda of hard to tell. It really is, uh, but check this out. You guys can follow along here if you go to Skywatchers Radio's uh, Facebook page. Remember, it's Facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio, and uh, all the news uh, in, in all the news uh, topics we're going to talk about are all posted on there. But check this out. I'm going to read this out. And again, there's a video to this thing. It's really, really interesting video. Uh, but it says here, strange lights and figures at a window at the building uh, uh, that the house. That houses the uh, presidents and some of the most important people in America caught on camera. Um, let me see. Is this uh time aliens visited the U.S. Capitol? Question mark. Yeah, is this the time? Well, yeah, I, that was the whole point. Thank you. Okay. Is this the time that aliens visited the U.S. Capitol? I was asking you the question.
4: Oh, okay. Uh... Yeah, I'm on.
3: Thank you for playing along. Anyway, interesting (laughs) videos, uh, by the way, (laughs) seems to show, like I said, a mysterious light above the building, uh, pulsating like a commonly reported UFO. Adding to the mystery are strange figures that are seen in the video as the cameraman zooms in, very mysteriously. The footage uh, has sparked a debate among... this year uh netsians uh that's a tough one Uh, one come on netsians netsians yeah whatever one comment says that those figures were not teleported aliens but people in odd lighting effects yeah i I believe that yeah
4: Um, but you know how often do they have different lighting effects and mood lighting on the Capitol?
3: well here's the thing have you seen the video
4: i just started rummaging through it
3: okay it's kind of blurry you know what well, I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know That's the whole thing with uh, UFO videos. are always a little blurry and out of f- focus. And far it away. always happens that way. Yeah, it seems to always be the uh, the trend. Uh, since your one viewer notes the light ema- uh, emanating from the uh, top of the building followed by a strange lighting effect at the top of windows, it seems that an advanced type of either communication technology or weapons is at work here. The commenter says that it would be more interesting uh, if specific date, time, and camera type uh, direction and other specifics were given, but they were not, of course. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's not a photo, blurry. there's
4: no x diff information. No. Uh, it's a video, and it's an interesting one, to say the least, yeah.
3: I mean, there there is, a, like, a beam of light. I mean, there, I guess what they're trying yeah, to I'm say not, here is... I'm not going
4: to deny it. Yeah, there's a beam of light there. Uh, yeah. You know, people, take a look at our website, click on the link, and take a look at this. This is something interesting. Uh, now, is it the quote-unquote reptilians that are that are part of our U.S. government leaving or coming or getting replaced with clones? Who knows? But someone I'd love to see try and explain this or debunk this.
3: Yeah, look, anything can be debunked, especially in today's day and age.
4: True. If you got a good enough Photoshop, uh, yeah, yeah anybody
3: know. could anybody could say, "Well, Alan, uh, this is just uh, Photoshop and somebody who knows how to mess with cameras and you know mess with special effects, lighting. They know what they're doing." Uh, it, look, it's blurry stuff. It, you zoom in, you see like some figures walking in the Capitol. Um, You know, I have a bunch of lights emitting. Like, I don't know, because look, maybe I should know this, Alan, I don't know if you do, but I mean, at that time of night, are there people at the the Capitol? I mean, are there people normally in there walking around?
4: Well, it's not the Library of Congress, which has odd hours. It's the Capitol. So in all truth, I really don't know the answer to that. Um, I don't know what kind of hours that they have, but uh, I've got to admit that inside the Capitol, it, it looks like there's, Lights that are flashing on and off and right um, you know i don't know it, uh, it, it's like it doesn't look like some type of a photograph pattern, and then something' shooting out right um, yeah, i'm just like i don't know I I, I I really, really don't know. I mean, could that be a Tesla coil charging up and then a discharge? uh can it be something else i i I'm like I really would like to buy a vowel, I really don't know,
3: huh. Look, I'm uh, I'm not gonna call bat squatch on this one yet. Um, you know, I'd like to uh, do a little more research on this video. I think it's damn interesting.
4: I think it's damn interesting that the lighting was there. Is it, you know, it's showing a flashing light on and off, and then it's showing like people that are moving in the background, but yep. on a much lower tier. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, I'm baffled.
3: Yeah, this one, this is a good one. Uh, this is a, a very good one. Uh, not calling bat squatch on this one. Uh, you?
4: No, I'm not calling bat squatch just yet. No. Um, I'd like to know the providence of the video, to say the least. Um, it might look. It looks like there's a plasma discharge sh- shooting upwards. Yeah. Um,
3: Which, that's the thing. I don't know if it's shooting upwards or if it's coming downwards. Like, no, you can't it's, really go- tell. It's, going,
4: it's going upwards. So I'm just wondering, is it maybe know. some type of a uh, defense system we're not familiar with?
3: Could be. Well, you know, uh, people are talking now that we are working on... Uh, you know this t- type of technology that we could project uh, people pretty soon and uh, teleport them uh, from one place to the other teleportation do you, you know what could kind of energy be, you're
4: gonna need come on really could
3: this be accidentally somebody caught teleporting a person from one I, place I, to the other I don't know I don't
4: think we're there just yet especially since you know you know I, I'm trying to keep up to date with the uh, with what we're doing with teleport technology and you know they've only been able to teleport atoms. And, well, not well, that's what they tell but, us, but let's be honest. Look, teleport, but I, replicate. Yeah,
3: but hold on here. Uh, wait, well, that's the main problem. But look, that's what they tell us, right? I mean, who knows really what is actually going on? Uh, look, right. there's o- there's always been reports that the government is at least 100 to 200, maybe 300 years more advanced in the technology they're working on. Maybe not mastered yet, but working on compared to what we get to see on the streets, where we get to see, in, okay. you know, in the warfield. I'll give field. You that. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of stuff that they're working on that to us it might look like magic, some extraterrestrial stuff, and it could just be some government stuff. Now, here's the thing, though: teleportation is a funny, funny idea because in the uh, in uh, theory, I fail
4: to see the humor.
3: Well, in in theory, you're killing the person. Oh and yeah, and then you're and then you're bringing them back to life, sort of as a clone on the other side. That's really right. what teleportation With is. With all
4: the memories and everything intact.
3: Right. I don't. That's tough, man. That's a tough one for me.
4: You know what would be more believable as a possible way of moving a person from one place to another is like the Stargate concept, where right, we're cracking open a wormhole from one place to another.
3: Right. That would seem a lot more logical. Yeah. Definitely. Teleportation is tough. It, it, th- does this mean, though, that in Star Trek, every single episode, the captain died and was brought back? He was teleported.
4: I guess so. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> look at the Next Generation episode where you had two Rikers, and, you know, because his his image bounced back to where it was, and it also went through to the ship. Um, there was an episode where you had two Rikers. Ain't that's something yes it that's
3: is. that's a nightmare in itself two Rikers oh man
4: well Deanna Troy was more than happy if you know what I mean
3: well yeah I'm sure she was <laughs> she liked she liked her some Riker
4: yeah absolutely yes all right what else we got in the news that we want to
3: discuss well let's see uh let's go over how much time do we our... have left for the news Oh, we got a couple more minutes. Uh, it, we have a couple we, other things. We I'm know to
4: get to. we know Ken Ham is not. We know Ken Ham thinks all aliens are going to hell. We already That's, that one. Yeah,
3: that I was going to go on, over that. I don't know if you wanted to you know really talk about that because I mean, you know it's a religious okay. dude. You know, uh, you know
4: it's it's a guy who's a strong Bible thumper. Yeah, uh, he's a <laughs> headstrong creationist. Uh, you know he, you know he's the founder of the Christian Ministry for Answers in Genesis, uh, and you know he 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 was the one who debated Bill Nye, uh-huh. uh, and he's pretty much stating that uh, you know if there are aliens, they're all going to hell because they you know for one reason or another.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Now on OpenMinds.tv, TV, you can actually watch the video. I know you haven't seen it yet, but it's oh, about a two-hour. Yeah, it's about two-hour, forty-minute debate with him and Bill Nye. Um, I haven't seen the whole thing, but check it out. It's, uh, yeah, it, I heard it's, it's a really riot. Good.
4: Yeah, it's heard, really good. I heard it's a real riot. Um, let's see. What what other news things do we want to try and hit and cover?
3: Uh, let's see. Well, there's another UFO video which uh, I wanted to go over. I don't know if you saw this. It's also on ArtBell.com. Um, it had, um us see, unknown lights caught on tape over Mexico.
4: Oh, that one. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, have you had a chance to see it? Oh, Wait a minute! You saw it. I haven't had a chance
3: to see it. No, you haven't had a chance to see it. And see it no, this, I this haven't. Year. Hang
4: on one second. I'm just let's see. Yeah,
3: let's. It. Let's hang on. Live on air.
4: Okay, fine. <laughs> well, you.
3: <laughs> we got. We got to get past the. The we just wait a second. I'm on air.
4: Okay, well, no, 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 I want to see it. My problem is, is that uh, it's a four-minute-long... Uh, well, here, let
3: me just tell the audience what we're talking about here, because now we just sound silly. Uh, uh, this is your... Check it out. Unknown lights caught on tape over Mexico. Spectacular video of eight unknown uh, bright objects or orbs were captured in the uh, night sky above uh, León Guan- Guanajuato.
4: Hey, you speak Spanish. You should be able to pronounce that one.
3: I should. I, I. am ashamed of myself, but I'm not. I'm not Mexican. I'm Cuban, so it's okay. Uh, is here uh, with the uh, with infrared cameras. They captured this thing. It says it happened on uh, the fourth of January, 2014. So this was earlier this year when they captured this video, and uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, you you can definitely see. Um, and it's in Spanish, by the way, so unless you know Spanish, you're not, you're not going to really need the audio. Just watch it. Uh, but if anybody does any sky watching, it's, in fact, this is a perfect video for um, for Jeff to look at and uh, kind of dissect because this is what he kind of would catch, you know, this kind of video. Uh, well, this,
4: in well, I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just like from one thing that the guy said is he caught it with the camera, but it was not visible to his eye.
3: That's interesting. Well, it's in infrared, but I mean...
4: Well, it it means that whatever light it was emitting is in a spectrum that the human eye couldn't see. Yeah. Which, by the way, folks, if you are skywatching, you should always actually skywatch with a night, well, not a night vision camera per se, but a camera that can pick up infrared. Uh, Easiest way to tell how it, if your camera picks up infrared, shine a remote at the uh, camera lens and see if it picks it up.
3: There you go. Little skywatching tip. Yeah, around. you
4: don't need to have technically night vision, but no. your camera needs to be able to see into the infrared spectrum. Yeah, this, this is really interesting, and, you know, I'm looking at it, and, you know, seven were in formation, and one was all the way off to the left side, and, uh, you know, they're all flying universally at the, well, at the same speed. There was no shaking and distortion. I'm wondering if it's just maybe one larger object.
3: That's what I'm thinking. I don't think this is a group of objects together. I think this is one big object. Uh, you know, Art Sorry triangle long, long time ago, a triangle UFO. I don't know if it looked anything like this. I don't think it did, but, um, you know, we probably have uh, several different looking objects, and it could be alien. We never, never know.
4: You know, it could be the TR-3B. Who knows what it is?
3: Yeah, it could be. I'm not calling Bat Squatch on it because I've seen a lot of uh, authentic... Uh, sky-watching videos, and this looks pretty authentic as far as what I saw on the actual well, ha- video. Hang
4: on one second. So, I'm looking at it for a second here. Hang on. Something just really caught my eye when they slow it down. Bear with me for a second. Okay, folks, if you are watching this video...
3: And we hope you're uh, doing it with the volume down.
4: Yeah, at yeah. 2 minutes and 3 seconds, there's a star field that actually... There's a star's... That actually, are passing really, really close to it. And I'm looking at it based on the starlight. It actually seems that the formation might be a complete solid object because there's some reflectivity off the stars. I'm just like looking at it. And I'm like, that's a little bit weird, uh, to say the least.
3: That's a little bit strange. Yeah, that's why I'm not calling Batsquatch on this one.
4: Yeah, there's some reflectivity there, you know. Yeah. And based on where it is and how it's positioned, it's it, it ain't no drones. No. No,
3: nope, uh-uh. not at all. And anyway, quickly uh, moving over to the next uh, news uh, headline here. We got Seth Green who opened his mouth again and this time uh, did it in UFO-related uh, news or on his thoughts on what Hollywood has Nothing done with wrong the, with the that. UFO topic. And you know what? I support his statements 100%. Seth Green uh, has been known to like be a little controversial the last uh, couple of years, especially with Batman and Ben Affleck very strange. but Well, good uh, for him. Yeah, no, I applaud him. But check this out. Seth Green on Hollywood's negative depiction of aliens. He said, and I'm going to uh, read exactly verbatim what the uh, post here says. As actor Seth Green recently sat down with Dr. Peter Diamandis uh, to discuss space exploration. The two also discussed the unfavorable portrayal of extraterrestrials in Hollywood movies. The discussion took place at the Hammer Museum in Los Angeles, California, on Tuesday, July 15th, as part of a museum's Hammer Conventions uh, Conversations series. Sorry. Uh, says here um, Diamandis, who is the co-founder of Asteroid mining company, Planetary Race Resources, CEO of the educational nonprofit X Prize Foundation, and co founder of the space tourism company Space Adventures, has spent much of his recent career championing space exploration. He and Green spoke about uh, space tourism and, uh, vi- and the vital role it plays in the future of humans in space exploration in general. And this uh, is the two also discussed the portrayal of space and therefore aliens in movies, according to the Hollywood Reporter. says, uh, oh, And this I'm quoting here says on Hollywood's relationship with space exploration both Green and Diamantes uh, lamented uh, the film industry's uh, negative portrayal in the arena which films such as Independence Day Age of Tomorrow uh, pitting humans against aliens against each other Green uh, commented there has been uh, many positive alien movies since E.T. and that's actually very true Uh, and well AI had kind of aliens at the end. or more Yeah, maybe well, kind, there's
4: also know. Earth to Echo, which sort of tanked.
3: That was kind of cute. Yeah, then was
4: there like was, what movie. is it, Escape to Witch Mountain, which had some good and some bad aliens.
3: Well, anyway, it says here, and uh, even uh, and he even commented that uh, on Hollywood's influence on the public uh, perception of extraterrestrials starting, and he says, and I quote, It's easier to change people's minds through subversive entertainment than basic education. That is so true.
4: You know, I just don't think that they have anything about UFOs in Common Core.
3: No, I don't think so either. But so true. Got to applaud uh, Seth Green for making that comment. No, no. Uh, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's exactly what Hollywood does. And we have been saying that for a long time. At least I have for a very long time. Uh, I applaud him for being uh, brave enough in Hollywood to come forward and say that. Because, uh, you know, let's uh, let's just uh, say you really don't want to crap what you eat, right? And True. You know, he eats there, so it's a a brave move for him to say something like that. And it's so true. We haven't had a real positive alien movie with... Well, Paul was kind of a positive alien movie. It
4: was was humorous, yeah. It It
3: had Seth Rogen in it, so... He's cool. People say I sound like him, it's crazy. Anyway, guys, we're going to be back in a few minutes on the other side of the break with our guest, Mr. Jeff Willis, an actual Skywatcher himself. So stick around. We're going to be back. This is Skywatchers Radio on Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio.
1: 3374. That's 954-973-3374 or visit keyinformation.com. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall, the death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and in those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bialik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network.
5: Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
2: Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes.
3: You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Remember, Future Theater can be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me,
5: and Nancy. I, Karumba. Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want.
3: To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com.
5: Hi, this is Kayla Ambrose, and I'm your travel guide to the other side. I'm inviting you to join me on the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show. Each week on the show, I serve as your travel companion as we explore the concept of many paths and one destination, bringing you enlightening and inspiring interviews with world-renowned authors, artists, teachers, and researchers, delving into metaphysical, supernatural, and paranormal topics as well as new discoveries in the scientific and spiritual arenas. Join me here as we explore the mysteries of the universe, rediscover the magic in the world around you, and reawaken your spirituality. It's the shows you want, when and where you want to listen to them, all on the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show. See you there. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge!
2: This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy and truth-orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jamesswagger.com for yours truly, members.com for the archive. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth.
0: Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction.
3: Alright everybody, we are back live on Skywatchers Radio, and that lovely tune you hear right now is by Mac Maloney, and the Mac Maloney Band, that's Worlds Apart, please check them out on YouTube, great band, great friends of the show, now without further ado, we have our guest of the evening, a return guest, and somebody we hope uh, to make a, a regular return guest, Mr. Jeff Willis, an actual Skywatcher himself! Yes, he's one of the guys actually out there recording videos, or at least for a long, long time he was, Jeff. Uh, You know, big fans of a lot of the stuff you've put on over the internet as we spoke last time and I told you. And uh, glad to have you on again, man. Thanks for being back on Skywatch. Thanks, man. It's really
6: great. Thanks. It's really great (laughs) to be back on the show. I'm really looking forward to tonight. I have been you, for the last few days, so...
3: I know, well, for at least a week and a half now, you've been uh, eager to get back on. I know last week we ha- had a little, uh, you know, little mix-up and uh, and stuff, and uh, you know, stuff happens oh. when you're constantly working on this radio stuff, Yeah, right? that kind of stuff
6: have. happens, you know? Yeah,
3: it's so depressing. <laughs> you know, it's my <laughs> first slip-up in four years, though. It's incredible. Oh,
6: that's all right. You, you were you know, overdue, then.
3: Doesn't that, doesn't that just make you feel special? You're my first slip-up in four years, Jeff. <laughs> uh, now, since last time you were happened. here, uh, since last time you were here, on a serious note, um, you know, get get us caught up a little bit. What what's been going on uh, with you in particular? Uh, you know, any uh, anything you want to tell us? Anything you've recorded recently? Any news you want to share with the audience here on Skywatchers Radio?
6: Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm out there skywatching.
3: You all know, every weekend
6: or or right. all the time. You know, at least every day, a few times a day, I go out and I take a look and. You know, just like everybody else, it has a regular day job. It's hard to you know incorporate your skywatching uh-huh. into uh, your daily life. But you know, especially out here in Arizona in the summertime, when it's you know 110 degrees almost every single day. So yeah, but how cold does it
4: get at night? Though, hold on.
6: Okay, yeah, uh, like probably at three in the morning, it gets down to probably in the like 85. You know, so
4: <laughs> see, that's the perfect time. <laughs>
6: yeah yeah exactly. Well, you know I'm right here right i'm right now I'm under the Arizona stars in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's a great night, nice and clear. We've got some light clouds, and uh you know it's, it's not too bad. it's in the nineties. It's like perfect sky watching weather at night so now you know, let, me, let to, me ask you let me ask yeah. a
3: question real quick. Were you uh listening in when we were talking about uh the videos we were dissecting earlier uh the one on yeah. the u s Capitol did you see the video at all? did you follow the link?
6: Uh, no, uh, because I was, I was thinking, oh, what if he calls, (laughs) you know, so, you know, I didn't want to mess up the computer either, because I'm trying to listen to the show, and if I hit the wrong button, then the window goes down and all that, but, you know, I was thinking about, when you were talking about that video, I was thinking about the teleportation uh, teleportation thing, uh, you guys brought Uh it up, and, you know, I, I was thinking right away, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, these stories by people that, claim to be working, um, you know, top secret uh, government jobs where they've been teleported uh, to Mars. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of any of these stories but some of these I guys, have. but they talk about being, yeah, exactly, and that, you know, it, it brings this brings up, uh, I didn't see the video that you were talking about, so I don't really know. But I do know about these stories that, that have come to light about uh, people talking about teleportation to the moon and Mars and different yep. secret bases on, on the moon and Mars. And,
2: mm-hmm.
6: you know, you kinda got to take Obama it with a grain was of salt. One
4: of the, uh, wait a minute, Didn't we hear – I remember someone saying that even uh, Obama was one of the people that was teleported?
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was yeah,
4: reported. Yeah. I'm going to have to call Squatch. <laughs> well, <laughs> but here's here's the thing: yeah, we you don't just, know,
3: Alan. You can't call bad squats yeah. on that. There's yeah,
4: I can call it. Doesn't mean yeah. that you know. Like. Well, you can technically call it, but it doesn't mean
3: that you're right.
4: Technically.
6: Uh, now, what? Explain explain this. I I hear you heard you say this a couple times. I I, I don't know like what you're okay. talking about when you said. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Bat squatch is our term when we wanna call something uh not real. Or you know, that's the, the right. nice way of putting it. Uh and, and this goes back to an episode we did way back with Paul Dale Roberts where uh we were talking about different uh lore mysteries and lures and, and uh and you know, Bigfoot and um you know stuff like that and he brought up uh something that we've never heard of before, the Bat Squatch.
5: Which right. apparently mm-hmm. people
3: have seen flying around doing whatever bat squatches do. And when I <laughs> when I went on Google because I'm you know I'm a Googleizer, great, I love the tool. When in doubt, Google it out. That's my motto. So <laughs> I went on Google and I typed in bat squatch because I wanted to see you know if Paul Dale Roberts uh, smoking something good or or is he on the money? And no, he was on the money. This is real. Uh, the people have reported this thing, and there was a really funny picture of. You know, somebody drew like a bat squatch uh, with a Batman sign, dressed like Batman. Bigfoot, imagine Bigfoot dressed Bigfoot, like Batman.
4: Bigfoot in a Batman suit, uh, and it was hysterical.
3: It, so from that point on, bat squatch just you know. It, it, I mean, we even tried to come up with other things to use, but no, that's that just stuck. I mean, okay. the reason I'm calling the
4: reason I, the whole thing with bat squatch was is, um, you know. He, You know, great guess that he was, but he's telling us that this Bat Squatch is 400 pounds and has the
3: wingspan
4: of about 20 feet. And I'm like, well, no,
3: but, he, but that's what the people are reporting, Alan. so here's the thing. Yeah, but uh, scientifically, he's just, with yeah, but we're not talking about science, times, I understand that, You but need
4: wh- to have at least a wingspan of at least seventy-five to eighty feet to be able to flap and create enough lift to lift this thing. Unless, of course, he is an alien and he's got an anti-gravity belt. All right. No,
6: but here, check like this like out. I find uh, a pterodactyl or something like that to me.
3: Could be. No, we, we but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Alan. He is just, re- he was reporting what other people have reported. Oh, I could and, have
4: sworn he said he saw it himself.
3: No, no, he's, no, he said he's seen reports. And that's, that was it a, was funny because. Dude, it I was, it was funny. Say, Alan, that, that, Alan went at him pretty a, hard, Jeff. Let me tell you. It was pretty funny. Well, that's a,
2: that's a
6: pretty that's a pretty big wingspan. I was going to say they have it lots is. of reports of like Mothman and all these other sightings, but that type of wingspan is a little. I mean, no, no. I'm I don't know saying
4: mathematically, it has to have at least an 80 foot wingspan. He was saying, "Oh yeah, it's got a 10 foot wingspan," and I'm like, "I call them both <laughs> winkies. <laughs> I'm like, "There's no way physically possible that thing can fly." Didn't you know we would, know that, of
2: would, right?
4: right. You know, with that small of a wingspan? No, I'm sorry. No, I go. I can't believe it. No,
3: pass. Well, uh-huh. maybe he doesn't exactly fly, but he jumps from buildings and glides down really well. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Superman,
3: Superman, Super Bat Squatch,
4: Super Bat Squatch. That's, yeah, that's, that's it.
3: Uh-huh. Next one. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you're not familiar with Bat Squatch, but now you know why we use that term. So uh-huh. don't get offended if we ever use it. Right. Out
4: of when something okay. doesn't sound kosher, we say bat-squatch.
3: Right.
6: Right. Okay, well, the teleportation thing. Um, now, I want to get back to that because, I mean, you guys Please. were just talking uh, in the news about, uh, you know, the technology that the military could be like 300 years more advanced than what we have now. So by that time, they should have been able to figure out about
4: teleportation, I would think. I would honestly agree that uh, it's p- more than plausible. I, 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 more than I would I would say but, that we have no idea of the technology that's really available to the public at this point. You know that that the government hides from the public. Um, you know right. we just get what we can in dribs and drabs from the military industrial
3: complex. Mm-hmm. Correct.
6: Now the, the stories that I have heard, though, you were talking about how. Um, when you teleport, you know, how you take away the atoms and rebuild them, like, you know, Star Trek you guys were talking about earlier. But some of the stories that have come out, uh, I hear that they were put into, like, an elevator type of device, and the door's shut, and then, like, 20 minutes later, the door's open, and they're in a uh, secret base on Mars. I've heard a few of these
3: stories. Yeah, so the you know, I've heard that story. By, yeah, I've heard yeah. that. I've heard, I've heard that report about the door, the famous door in Area 51. Um, there was a report of that, uh, like, 10 years ago. I read a report on that
6: yeah, well, this is this is a, a different, some different people that were, you know, talking about the same uh, thing. I, it's a right. completely different story that you're talking about. But, uh, you know, you have all these stories coming oh, well, out. I bad. mean, I don't know if the people are Oops. hearing the same stories and repeating them or what, you know, and say, you know, incorporating them into their experience or, or whatever and trying to pull the wool over people's eyes that, that they, you know, were teleported to the moon or Mars or whatever, but... Uh, these stories are out here, and I don't, I don't really know what to, to make of them because, you know, we haven't been hearing uh, this for too long. And I mean, what do you guys think about about some of this stuff? I mean, this is, that's pretty crazy. If they have the technology to teleport you to Mars with some sort of like, you walk into an elevator and device, and they op you open it up, and you're on a secret base on Mars. I mean, I
3: don't. Well, I that's don't essentially that's what we were talking about earlier. That's essentially the Stargate device, really um yeah. unless you unless you're really shooting you know you're really teleporting people from one place to the other uh in the 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 teleportation sense of the word um if that's the case uh
4: well as what we've grown up to know what teleportation is animizing right. someone sending the bits and pieces ones and zeros see right. my whole thing with teleportation is is how do you here here's my scientific question with this If you are teleporting or literally destroying one matter in one spot and recreating it in another, how are you getting the electromagnetic signature or the firing of the neurons, which is always in a constant state of flux, to be duplicated on the other side?
6: Well, I've heard a lot of different theories about Tesla coils and all this other stuff uh, from some of the people that are involved in some of the experiences. Um, Tesla energy... Is one of the devices. Uh, the Stargate you guys mentioned was another device that I heard from some uh, some other guy, and maybe these Stargate stories, maybe they, you know, these stories that we hear about are, you know, they come from a from a source. I mean, whoever thought of a Stargate, where does it come from? I mean, did you ever think maybe this information was been leaked out over years and years and years, and and finally, you know, here it is, you know, in the public's eye.
4: I can believe that. I I mean, you got to look
6: at you
4: know, the, look,
6: go ahead I, I don't want to go back to Bob Lazar like we did last week but Bob <laughs> Lazar was talking about project looking class back in the yep. er, late or er, you know mid 90s about a device that they had where they can look back into time with this TV type of set and these were uh like things that people were also talking about in the 60s there was a sh- uh show I saw about this guy in the 60s that was talking about this TV set that they had that he had like top secret clearance, and he saw it, and where they turned on the t v and they were like looking back into time at certain at different events, it was like a hologram on the on the t v and it wasn't like turning on the t v and watching a channel it it was like it, it was something completely different. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but it's on mm. it's on youtube you can
3: check. If you check so into uh... go ahead oh go ahead, no, no, that Let's sounds like going to uh well. Go,
6: go, go on to YouTube and search some time <laughs> travel links on YouTube and you'll come across it's an old uh, black and white television program and they're uh-huh. interviewing this guy uh-huh. that was uh, like a secret government agent and he was like disclosing all sorts of information about time travel. And this this was back in the 60s. This was like a black and white television show and everything. So these stories go back so far, you know, we don't know, you know, you know, We've come so far since then. I mean, we don't know what to believe by this time.
4: Well, the one thing that I found interesting uh, of all the 60s UFO stuff was that uh, the Alternative 3 um, thing that aired uh, in the 60s and um, they showed a possible landing of a rocket. Actually, that was a joint US-R- U.S.-Russian rocket. That landed before the moon landing that we saw publicly on Mars.
3: I've seen that video.
4: Yeah, I've seen that yeah. video too, and I, and it 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 seems more than legit to say
3: the least. It seems plausibly, possibly legit. Yeah, it just there's an air of uh, legitimacy on that video. But uh, again, uh, Alan, how many times have we not been fooled before?
4: Uh, too many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Now speaking of which, uh now we've you know, it's been a while since you've been back on the show. It's been uh, at least a few weeks, uh Jeff. Um have you checked out the Mona Lisa video yet? Have you seen uh the video the Apollo uh, mission uh where they found the rocket ship on the moon and they found uh aliens inside?
6: Uh, no, I. you know, I, I don't know anything about the video. I, I wanted to see the moon uh uh special on sci fi. Uh, yeah, they the
3: actually showed
4: the Mona Lisa on it, yeah.
6: Yeah, I really wanted to see that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a good friend with the producer of that program. I was actually, uh, that producer uh, had me on uh, one of his other shows, uh, Best Evidence Caught on Tape. Um, it was kind of a collage of one and two. Um, my You know, it's that Bob Kiviot special.
4: Yeah, but wait right a minute. Now. Isn't he also the guy, and I'm not trying to call Squatch, but isn't he the guy who also did the alien autopsy in the 90s? Mm, yeah, they, or... you know,
6: he did. He did come out with that video, and I mean, the whole thing about it was, was, you know, is it a hoax or isn't it? And, I mean, that's how it started out, and you know, everybody assumed it was a hoax because it looked right. so hokey and it doesn't look real at all. And if you ever read Kevin Randall's book about the uh, the Roswell crash, the uh, alien doesn't fit all the reports in the book. All the Roswell, all the people in Roswell that saw and described and drew uh, the, what the aliens looked like, the alien didn't look anything like. What the reported uh, witnesses said, it looked like um, everything about it was wrong. I mean, the, the whole UFO community. The, there's very few people that believed that video when it came out. But in a way, you have to put it out there because here's a pre- television producer being handed this footage by a guy that's saying, you know, you know, I'm putting my hand on, you know, on the Bible, and I swear to God that this footage is real and it's a... Of an alien autopsy, this and that. I mean, I mean, what, you know, you have. To, I mean, do you, you do? have to look at it like that. I mean, right. There, if there's a tiny chance that it could be real, he had to put it out there because if you hold back information like that that could be real, I mean, what if he, what if he put his, you know, what if he never released the show, and it turned out that the footage was actually real. You know, right. and, and, you know, and then later it was leaked out that it was real, you know, that there, here's some footage that's actually been proven to be real, and he, you know, because he thought it was yeah, fake. But verify I mean, first,
4: there's... verify first, verify first. Right. No, here's,
3: right here's the, the thing. Here's, here's your thing, though, uh, real quick, not to get you off, but here's the thing. Uh, the person who supposedly created the video is Ray Centilli, right? That's the, the gentleman's name, Centilli?
6: Right, Anybody and there is no that? evidence that it is real and... Like you were saying, there was no authentic evidence. From, I mean, they they tested like a small reel of of the film, and you know, and they carbon dated to be genuine for that date, but they didn't test right. the actual images. You know, and so it's like I don't know. I think it was thrown out there as as uh, you know could this be real type of a Wait, thing you know? here,
3: here's, here's what I was asking uh, about uh, Santilli because here's the thing Santilli really sold this thing to the public uh, as an authentic video I mean he sold it really really well is there, a possibility yes, that the, is there a possibility that this thing was authentic the government caught up to him and told him listen um, we can't have this out there. You need to come out and say this is a, uh, a bogus video. And this is a hoax, uh, and they scared him into coming out and saying that. You know, technically, I don't think he's ever fi- has he come out and, and said that he, that he created this or recreated this or that he hoaxed this in any way. No, I don't. He's,
6: uh, they've he's, he's, I believe he's denied it. Uh, to right. this day But I think what the sto- I think what really happened And I think I, I remember Seeing something about this Or hearing something about this I, I know some people created
3: uh, Like their their own video version Of like the, uh, the autopsy But it looked really worse And more fake Yeah there was
6: the thing. tent scene And then the right. actual Film footage of it Being inside of the uh, well, what happened was, is another producer came forward and said, "Yeah, Ray he came to me, and he said that uh, you know he wanted to create this tent scene and all this stuff." So that guy came forward and blew the whistle, and when when he blew the whistle on it, he it, uh, Ray was already shooting the video of the alien on the table with a completely different producer that he had he had gotten to do it for him, you know. And so, you know, all this it came out on the on the Alien autopsy uh, hoax video that Bob did. Um, you know, first, I don't know if you saw it, but you know, first they're saying, you know, is it real or whatever, and then they come out with that uh, greatest hoaxes ever, where they expose it as a fake. So at first it comes out as could it be real? We don't know. And then later there was this another special that the same producer came out with that said, yeah, this is a hoax because you know we looked at it, you know, and got these guys that said he came to them to produce it, and now he's with a different producer, so it's got to be fake. And uh I think what happened was, I believe this is the story, that Ray Santilli actually talked to a guy that was at the alien autopsy and described this autopsy to him. And, like, I believe the guy was, like, on his deathbed, basically, so he had to get the story off his chest and tell him. And I think he ran with that, and he wanted to create that. And, uh hmm. you know you know maybe the story was so uh deep to him that he he had to try to m- make everybody believe it you know that it was real even though he went about it the wrong way by faking it i mean you, you gotta you gotta say you know that's you can't do stuff like that obviously See, but
3: i've heard i've know. heard conflicting reports i've heard some reports also say that he originally had some footage that was stolen and he recreated the uh the footage he had because the original footage was damaged or stolen that, yeah, I've that, heard that, that story too. I've, yeah, that's been out there, been out there also. But uh, you know, I go back to my original question, though, Jeff. Uh, I mean, it is possible that maybe the thing is real, and uh, people came forward to kind of kill the story. You know what I mean?
6: Well, what happened? What I, be- I have no doubt about this. That if the Roswell crash was real, and mm-hmm. it was recovered by the military, and there were alien autopsies, it had to have been videotaped or filmed. Because of course, the, well, I didn't yeah. think you know, they had the military
4: back then, so I'm assuming it was filmed
6: or, or filmed, a- a- absolutely filmed. Right, but right. Uh, You know, because this was back in 1947, obviously. But if it did, if it was, I'm sure if it, if it did happen, it was filmed, and those videos or those films do exist somewhere. And if they're ever going to be see the light of day, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, yeah. you got to look at this. Look at it this way. If Victor from Area 51 can leak out video of the, <laughs> the alien interview, yeah.
1: God, that <laughs> maybe
6: was there's somebody else in Area 51 that might be able to get their hands on leaking out the Roswell footage. But that we would have to assume that that, that Victor video with the alien interview is authentic, which if there's another video <laughs> now we can talk about, but, you know, That'll raise all sorts I don't know. You guys have seen the that, video. You
3: guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that video is so hokey. Oh my goodness. I chose yeah. not and to that, see it. Oh, so this bad. video this video has
6: has split the UFO community right down the middle for years. Yeah. And has. with the half yeah. that believes it, the half that doesn't. And you know I don't know what to say about it, but I, I do think it looks hokey in and, and on one sense and in the other on the other sense, I look at it like, like you know, what if this is real? You know, it's, it's really hard to tell. It does kind of look like a puppet. I got to
3: admit. Yeah, my thing the is, hand, it, it, if... it's sitting there and it never moves his arms. And even though it's choking, like you would expect it to, like at least grab right. his throat or his head, or well, you know, we don't make know what kind con- of
4: Well, hold on, hold on. We don't know what kind of concept they have of pain.
3: Oh right, and dude. Seen his... He was he was choking. You could tell that whatever that was, if it's real, it was it was some sort of pain. And
6: when we're... you shine the light onto it, you can see it's like arms just kind of hanging there. And that's the creepy right. part because the arms look real. That looks like a real. That looks like a real uh, body of some sort of an. I mean, if it is an ET, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, maybe that is what we're looking at. Maybe that's why it looks hokey and so jerky and so weird. Is because what we're looking at is something that we've never seen before. And you know, if you, it, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to you know look at it like that for a lot of people because they look at it right off the bat and they, they think, oh well, I've seen like Alien versus Predator on television and that looks so fake compared to any of that stuff, you know, um, you know.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, Same with kind of Alien versus Predator, you have enough time in the uh, in post production to uh, to like make sure it looks good. Uh, You know, if this is filmed in Raw and we're seeing it in the Raw, um, yeah, this is something really amazing.
3: Jeff, have have you seen the... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say
6: I don't want to support the video in any way, but at the same time, I mean, how many videos out there do we have that are supposed supposed to be alien creatures? You know, not very many of them.
3: Well, actually, there's a few. There's one, uh, the Skinny Bob video. Have you seen this one? And this is eerily similar to that Alien interview video. No, I haven't seen that at all, no. Oh, you're not familiar with the Skinny Bob video? Alan, are you familiar with what I'm talking about, Skinny
4: Bob? No, actually, I'm not. You've peaked my I am
3: calling bat squatch on both of you gentlemen tonight. I cannot believe two highly distinguished gentlemen like yourselves Uh, uh, that I don't know about Skinny Bob, how dare you guys not know about Skinny Bob? Uh, little well, well, Skinny, Skinny Bob, is, Bob, that alien
6: that was on the uh, Factor Fake show with that little—you know—that one where they had the weird alien walking through that guy's yard that he videotaped. Do you remember no. that episode? Oh no, yeah, no,
3: no, no, I've no, no, seen no, that. No no, 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 no.
6: That was weird. That I was know, weird. I, don't, I don't
3: know what you're talking about. No, that's not it. In fact, I'm going to drop it here on Skype uh, for you, Alan, if you want to just uh, play that without any volume, please. Yeah, uh, no, I want to take a look at that one. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, Skinny Bob uh, Area 51 Roswell UFO Alien, supposedly. Uh, this uh, It says here, and I'm going to read the description: this great alien KGB leaked Skinny Bob video. The alien was said to have been uh, moved to Area 51 at some point. All thanks to the uploader, of course, whoever that is. Uh, now, of course, they're asking, do you think it's real or fake? It's very interesting and looks very eerily similar to the uh, alien uh, interview. Well, alien. I
4: can understand why a lot of people haven't seen it because there's only thirteen thousand views on this.
3: No, 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 no. This is one of like a thousand different uploads, dude. This, oh, okay. Like, this videos, yeah, this videos actually made the round. There's like millions and millions of hits. Uh, for different uh, versions of this video, see the original poster posted it years ago. It got millions of hits. Uh, it was taken down by YouTube for what reason? We don't know because it wasn't violating any copyright laws. So why did YouTube take it down?
4: The Kremlin wanted it down. Yeah,
3: I, I don't know. And, <laughs> you know. and it's funny. I remember seeing the video when they first uploaded it to the original account, and uh, it was taken down. I saw like the thing; it was even removed. You can when you went to the page later, it said it was removed. By them, not by the user, but by YouTube. They removed it from some violation or something. What's the violation? You know what I mean? But then so many other people started uploading the video that now they're like, all right, we can't just you know go around taking it off from everybody, so might as well just leave it. So okay. now you have like, a uh, bunch I, of i got to
4: ask, why are we calling it Skinny Bob? I mean, they I'm just looking at it. it. It looks like it's standard gray, right? Um, black and white footage. Um, we don't have a date for this. Hold on one second. It's saying something. Seven videotapes recorded between 42 and 1969. Right. Um 47
3: is you know, right between those two dates. You know yeah.
4: It's, you know, it's just uh, material containing UFO incidents, recovery, and study of extraterrestrial life forms. Uh, due to the importance of these documents, uh, they're maintaining their anonymity. Um, this is a yep. fragment of a three-hour tape.
3: Um, now here's it, it the interesting alive. part. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The interesting I, part is this has not have. Uh, there's more footage supposedly has not made his way to the internet yet. But this looks very real to me.
4: I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm looking at That's the head gestures. I'm looking at the uh, the eyelids uh, blinking. Um, how many? Yeah. This is this is ra- this is a, of a typical gray. Absolutely. Um,
3: no, Jeff. I send it to your Facebook if you want to uh, jump on the computer while we're talking about this. Uh, okay. And also, all the listeners who are listening in, if you want to check out the video we're talking about, either you know, just go to Google and type in Skinny Bob Alien, or you can go to our Facebook uh, Facebook.com dot forward slash Skywatchers Radio, and uh, you can check out the uh, video right there. I'm going to actually tweet this out also uh, by our, tweet- our Twitter account, and I'm going to uh, hashtag it to our Dark uh, Matter Radio Network hashtag, uh, which is DM Radio Net. And uh, I'm gonna hashtag this out there. So anybody listening in uh, on Twitter can uh, check this video out. It's very interesting. And again, it looks a lot like the uh, alien uh, interview video, which I don't know. Uh, you know, that video is hokey. The alien interview—that's very hokey to me. But this, going with that, you know, if there is more footage, maybe this is part of that footage. We don't well, know. it's
4: saying that there's over three plus hours of. That's what of I'm. That's what I'm getting at.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm getting at here. Maybe this and that footage eventually will be connected together because uh, supposedly there was more than one alien in Roswell, right? That we know that much. That's what's right. been said.
6: Well, the thing the thing of it is is uh the thing about the 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 you know, the grays. Okay, let's just put it this way. Uh back, you know, back in the early 60s, we had that Benny and Barney Hill story, but these these couple that was driving uh at late at night were abducted or an alien ship landed in the road and Barney and Betty Hill were were forced out of the car, put into a ship. The beans did a physical examination. Now you, you gotta remember this is the basically this was the first alien abduction story ever told in the mid sixties when this happened. And it became a book called Interrupted Journey. Uh you know, and and it was it was basically shocking to people because uh, these beings they did the regular physical examination on Betty and Barney Hill. They showed her a, what a star map because she wouldn't. She kept on asking where they were from. They ended up showing her a star map, which she remembered in hypnosis and drew it down. Funny thing, years later, you know, they they had been searching for this star. You know this thing she drew. Like they were looking for the location of it in the sky, and they couldn't find a match. This, these star pattern she drew. They couldn't find a match for, like I believe, like five or six years. Finally,
3: more like ten this years.
6: Lady, yeah, ten years, something like yeah, it was that. Yeah, decade. Yeah, decade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, decade, yeah. yeah and that, that they finally found the match, and it was Zeta uh, One, Zeta Two Reticuli was where these beans were from, the Reticuli star system, which only happens to be thirty-two light years away. And funny thing, later in the nine in the eighties, when Bob Lazar came out about his stories about working on this exotic alien craft at Area Fifty One, they said they he said they put him in a in a room and gave him some briefing documents about where these this technology came from, and he said from the Zeta Reticuli star system. And uh, he went on further to explain that, you know, the fastest distance between this solar system or between the Earth and Zeta reticuli, which is thirty two light years away, the fastest way there isn't at the speed of light going at a linear mode. What their technology does is it uses antimatter to distort and bend warp space time so they can pull the where they want to go to where they are and bend and warp space time and bring those two positions together and then stop warping and bending space time and then there they're at their location which gives them the ability to travel uh 32 light years with this just with within just a matter of a few seconds.
4: Folded uh, space.
6: You know, yeah, exactly. And so if they have that technology and if it, if this is true and the military definitely has something going on with these beans. I mean, they have to there has to be a communication there. I mean, how else did we get the the technology? So they're they're definitely hiding a lot. We don't know if these stories are true, but there's a lot of evidence that they are.
2: Uh,
4: who knows well, what will come to light when?
3: Yeah. Well, here's a, here's I mean, a question, uh, here's a question sure. for you, uh, Jeff. How much do you believe uh, that the that the uh, government really is in line with... Uh, and, and this is, you know, honestly, uh, just for yourself. Uh, how much do you believe the government knows everything that's going on, or they just know maybe, like... A small percent, and in, you know, whatever interaction they know, they've they, had has been very small.
6: I think they really know a very small percent because, yeah. I mean, face it—they only know what the beans are telling them. If they do right. have a communication with these beans, they they can only you know, you know, grasp what they tell them or what they give them. Like, basically, when like like I said before, let's just assume that the Lizard story is true. He said that the ship he was looking at, he figured out right away that they this wasn't anything that was built here they were trying to find out how it worked they were trying to back engineer it to see if they can duplicate it with earth material yeah and uh he said that like in the victor thing that told the you know the alien interview he said that they were trying to get information from the alien about how the craft works and they were trying to get it from the alien through a telepath somebody that was trying to talk to the alien through telepathy because they couldn't the alien couldn't talk and they couldn't figure out certain things and their scientists remember uh victor said that the 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 scientists were like chimpanzees and they couldn't understand against the aliens technology because it would be it was like talking to chimpanzees basically that's that's how he described our intellect
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, we wouldn't go in the backyard and try to have, like, an intelligent conversation with, like, bugs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, we're going to invite them to our barbecue, so they can be
4: on it, and yeah, then we're going to try and explain to them how we got the uh, meat to the barbecue grill.
3: Well, in some countries, Alan, bugs are barbecue. Uh,
4: wow. (laughs) Um. You know, it's true. Yeah, I'm just like, wow. Okay.
6: (laughs) But, but really about the you know the whole thing with the, with these uh with these abductions and stuff like that, and you know if you noticed in the um, you know in the, the mid eighties and uh you know through all the way through the nineties you had Bud Hopkins and David Jacobs that were collecting stories from countless people that were having the typical abduction scenario where they were taken out of their bedrooms taken into a ship, and to describe these same you know these bug type faced people and uh you know, and then you had all these stories that were surfacing that the United States government had a pact with the aliens that said that they were allowed to abduct right. people, you know, for you know for a certain amount of time for like their genetic experiments, you know, and all that, all that crazy stuff, where they were creating half breeds and and all this other stuff. So. I mean, there's well, so much Here's a stuff question.
3: Out there. Here's a question about that in itself. Uh, look, I believe there could be some truth to the abduction phenomenon. I'm not, you know, completely throwing that out the water. But oh. here, here's my, my thing though about the whole abduction phenomenon. Um, you know, there really doesn't need to be a treaty bef- between the aliens and the United States government or any government. If the aliens want to abduct humans, they're going to do it without, you know, whether we care about it or not, or whether we re- even aren't exactly. Not. Yeah, but exactly. If That's we're why getting I, I do
4: without permission someone's going to chase down the ships.
6: Yeah. Well, not, I mean, that's the yeah. thing. I don't understand it. I agree Maybe with not. you. I mean, if they want to abduct us, they're going to abduct us. There's nothing right. they can do about it. I mean, when when we did try to chase a UFO with our military, I think this was way back in the 40s, too, uh, was the last time we tried to do that, we were shot down <laughs> by the UFO. So I don't think we'll be trying that anytime soon again after that. But <laughs> no. but I, I do I do believe in the abductions type of stuff, because this that whole thing really is what got me into UFOs to begin with, because, I mean, I don't want to sound like one of those crazy people that always talks about being abducted by aliens or anything, but I have had experiences that, you know, there's, there's not much else I can really, you know, figure out if, you know, what else it could have been. I mean... I'm not hey, saying. No I, question:
4: Do they still abduct yeah, yeah. cows and cattle? Do we still have that well, yeah. situation? Oh yeah, cattle mutilation is hear? still
3: happening. Yeah, yeah. no. It, dude, oh yeah, if
4: you, you if you yeah. remember, you
3: ever hear anything about it?
6: Well, well you, you just got to follow. Her. Uh, you got to follow Linda Moulton Howe because she yep. she's still on it and
3: Linda she was talking
6: yeah. about how they found a uh, cow that had its organs removed and there was only a small tiny puncture. And and I mean how what you know what kind of technology can suck out organs through a tiny straw hole? A straw? I mean there was no there was no incision in it at all except for a little tiny hole and it. it was slurpy missing,
4: machine like a, a straw, um, you know, really really good vacuum cleaner, um, <laughs> you know, a good shop vac from Home Depot, yeah,
3: that'll do it. As seen on yeah, TV? They- no, that's no. <laughs>
2: And no, there, I mean there there
3: some of these cows. Him. Some of these cows. I mean, uh, they, there's like laser, uh, supposedly laser cuts. I mean, there, there's no way this is done by some uh, some farmer. You know uh, the, the way these right. things are, are cut up. Uh, but it, I mean, does, here's the thing, though. Um, how do we know it? it's aliens? Maybe it's just some butcher who's you know found a nice way to make a little extra cash without having to pay for the livestock. Oh, that's a
4: good
3: question. Well, the thing. Well. <laughs>
6: Well, the thing of it is, is you know, you, you can't you can't uh, take the <laughs> the organs out of out of something without you know something more than a, than a straw hole. I mean, uh-huh. that that's pretty obvious. That's but, true. Yeah. Well, know, no, 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 no. A no, lot no. of
4: sucking. Well, no, th- no. Well, take you know the same way. Uh, no. You know, depending on the pressure that you're dealing with, uh, if you're underwater or way up in the sky, if you were to have a pinhole. In let's say an airplane, uh, you know, the amount of force and suction would basically, you know, the same. You know, when they say you can't shoot a bullet through a window on an airplane uh, because everybody would get sucked out that window. Right. Yeah. It's it, it's the same thing. You know, it, it's a whole pressure thing. Oh yeah, it can come out. It doesn't mean it's going to be in one piece when it comes out. But yeah, it'll come
0: out. Right. Right, it'll be see, liquefied that's the thing. I mean,
6: it's gone, and it, you know, I mean, they, they're taking, like, what would they want with, with uh, cattle organs and cattle blood? I mean, if you really think of it that dinner? way, what would an alien civilization want with this kind of stuff? They dinner. can use the material to clone it to make more cattle well, somewhere dinner. in a different you know, well, laboratory.
0: Well,
4: or, yeah, but science has been proven that you could use a cattle's womb to gestate other species in it.
6: Yeah, I've heard that, too. That may be another reason why. I do also remember a hypnosis interview with a lady that had an abduction experience with her mother, I believe. And she, uh, on on the craft, said that they were mutilating the cattle on board the UFO while it, they were abducting her. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, no. that,
4: that no, I don't that. that, that.
6: Video, That's Yeah, that was a video years ago. I think that was on that Strange Harvest video that Linda did.
3: There was a video that went uh, viral a long time ago, or at least you know a little bit under a decade ago, uh, which was an old video that just went viral on the internet, but it was of a cow being actually uh, lifted into the sky, and it disappears as it reaches a certain point in the sky. Have you ever seen that video, and do you know that's been debunked?
6: No, I've never seen
3: that before. Don't know it. Damn it, really? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows any other videos. All right, uh, well, I'll, I'll find it later and link it to you, but it's a very interesting video. The cow's like in the field... And it's just, like, moving along, you know, just hanging there, and all of a sudden it starts floating upwards. Really weird. Uh, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's ever been it's, debunked. It's
4: the or... new Chick-fil-A commercial, I'm telling
3: you. No, that was, well, no. That was before Chick-fil-A, I think, even existed. Sorry,
4: I'm, I'm ju- I'm, I'm, i I got to have a little bit of fun here.
3: <laughs> What's <laughs> their motto, eat more chicken?
4: Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you always have the cows painting
3: it. Oh, it's too funny! Um, you real laugh. Quick. I w-
4: you laugh. I was driving through Me- New Mexico near towards Roswell, and they had that big billboard, Chick Fil A billboard, and it actually had a UFO and a cow riding. Eat more chicken.
3: Wow. I seen that. I seen that billboard. Uh, real quick, you know, before the the show uh, when we were uh, chatting, um, you know, we talked about uh, David Jacobs, and I know you wanted to uh, yeah. bring him up and uh, talk about him and uh, the article that we talked about last week, where space aliens walk among us, indeed, claims retired Temple professor uh, David Jacobs, and it, it, you know, yeah, he claims that they walk among us, but where's the evidence, man? Where's the proof? You know, where's the, the tangible evidence? That's my question.
4: We need some DNA testing.
3: Right.
6: Well, there you go again uh, uh, about, you know, that's a great question because there is no evidence that they walk among us because they've never, you know, come up to us and, you know, officially announced, I'm an alien, test my DNA, and I'll prove it. Uh, David Jacobson was in the same boat with Bud Hopkins, Um, you know, one of these researchers that... Uh, researched the alien abduction phenomenon, and they always talked about the grays uh, and so this is news to me that he's talking about the, the the regular aliens that look just like us the ones that have been talked about the nordic types or right. human looking aliens um i never seen i never you know i didn't know that he was diving into this um, because you know these type of aliens were you know they people stopped talking about these type of aliens years ago um, I know that Travis Walton when he was abducted by the I guess they were greats, um, but I was going to say Tra- Travis
3: saw human uh, aliens in the ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't get exactly. don't get fooled by the movie. The movie didn't per, you know really uh, give you an exact account yeah. of what happened.
6: Yeah, the better According account was a CB. Uh, there was a CBS special in the, I believe in the '90s that yes. was the perfect account. It was called yeah. "Visitors from the Unknown" with. Yep. with uh the voice of Darth Vader uh James Earl Jones. Yes. And uh it was you know, it was a great depiction. It showed the human aliens, the gray aliens that abducted them, the, you know, they the human ones were right with them. Um so they're working together and if they're if they're people, you know, or they're aliens, we don't know because they could be it could have been a military uh it could have been an experimental um Military uh, UFO that the aliens were on board, but you know, with but I mean, it looks like it makes more yeah. sense that it. I mean, it it seems to me that if you know the story is probably real, and I think it probably was an alien ship, and they the the human-looking aliens were either military or they were aliens.
2: Hmm.
6: I mean, that's the only way we can really. Look at it, because who else could they be? Really, if they are aliens, they're not Zeta Reticuli aliens. Why are they with the Zeta Reticuli aliens? Or maybe are there they? is some
4: giant federation or alliance or something. Or maybe there?
6: they're maybe they're they're cloned. Uh, brought, they're, maybe they're uh, the result of all these productions and uh, the, the you know the, DNA, the the hybrids, the DNA, that been the
3: guys. You forget uh, in the Bible it says uh, we were made under their image, under their likeness. Now, who is they? Because if God was a true single entity, that is not what he would say. I'm quoting Cannabis the Rapper, by the way, when I said that. Cannabis great rapper uh, no but uh, that's actually a verse of one of his songs you, everybody should check out Cannabis' music it's his trippy. he talks about a lot of this subject in fact I think if the UFO community listen to his music they'll all become fans because he's into this <laughs> big time uh, he has a song called Channel Zero which he, the whole song is about UFOs abductions and he actually spits that part in Or that's what we say in hip hop but he raps that part um, and it's very true, though I mean, if the Bible does say The Elohim uh, created man under their image Under their likeness um, You know, a lot of people would like to say Well, it's the Holy Trinity God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost And Mother Mary, and Joseph, and Peter But no, here's the thing um, They is very vague uh, And, uh, you know, these Nordics Whatever Travis Walton saw Maybe are descendants of they of them, the Elohim
4: Maybe it's the engineers from Prometheus
3: Could be a possibility. <laughs>
2: it's
3: anything is possible. Well, you know, you know, they, you know, that's what we were talking about earlier, how movies shape our uh, you know, our conscious uh, views on things and aliens are in the now, man. There's popular. There's there's it's as popular as anything. That's what do the top grossing movies almost every year involve? Aliens. Right? Well hmm. I
6: mean that's because, you know, people are waiting for you know, them to land on the White House lawn like they always say. That's and you know we have these stories, you know, like the 12th planet. Like this thing's gonna right. come within range, and and uh, you know they're gonna announce this on the news that you know that there's another planet like Earth that's got people on it and that's coming into our our solar system. You know, it's in our solar system. It's been there the whole time, but now we can see it, and it's only you know this far away from from our planet, and we can we can get there within no problem, within a few weeks or whatever you know and right you know it's just it's it's the the, you know the final frontier basically you know the unknown is there staring at us and you know we're ready we're ready to know the truth about it
3: it is the unknown and you know what else we're ready for we're ready for another break we actually uh, have to take a break (laughs) here and uh, i'm gonna leave you with a little teaser i want to ask you uh, a quick question but i don't want you to answer until we come back uh from the break and okay. I want you to really ponder this, and I want everybody to really ponder the way you're going to answer this. Do you think that mankind is ready for disclosure? Really, really think that we're ready? And if we are, why the heck has it not happened, really? Let's get to the bottom of that, what Jeff Willis thinks of that question. Guys, keep listening. We'll be back in a few minutes on the other side with that answer and much more. Right here on Sky Watchers Radio, you're listening in the Dark Matter Radio Network And of course, PSN Radio will be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned.
0: Listen to Podcast UFO at 9pm Eastern Standard Time. That's 1am UTC GMT each Wednesday evening. We take a look at our fascinating universe in our astronomy segment and then host Martin Willis interviews guests on topics including UFO sightings, abductions and cover-ups. Guests are noted scientists, sighting witnesses, investigators and sceptics and have included Stan Friedman. Leslie Kane, Colby Landrum, Travis Walton, Dr. Seth Shostak, Robert Hastings, David Jacobs, and many more. You can even interact with our guests by joining the chatroom live at podcastufo.com. So, see you this Wednesday at 9pm Eastern Standard on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And remember, in the meantime, keep your eyes to the sky.
1: We live in an infinite, multidimensional universe of pure consciousness and pure energy. However, we can find infinite awareness to finite labels of experience in the physical world of what we can see, taste, touch, smell, and hear. I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and you can catch my show Saturdays at 12 midnight on the Dark Matter Radio Network and thesecretteachings.info. We will explore this reality without a rigid socio-political, religious, or scientific belief system. Namaste.
5: Hi, this is Kayla Ambrose, and I'm your travel guide to the other side. I'm inviting you to join me on the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show. Each week on the show, I serve as your travel companion, delving into metaphysical, supernatural, and paranormal topics. Join me here as we explore the mysteries of the universe, all on the Explore Your Spirit with Kayla show.
0: Is there life
3: on other planets? This is nuclear physicist Stanton Friedman, and
6: now I'm a voice
4: in the jackal's
3: head. Is the government keeping secrets from us? This is Stephen
4: Bassett, and uh, I
3: am now a voice inside the jackal's head. Want to find out more? Listen
1: to the jackal's head. The biggest trick the jackal ever pulled (laughs) is to miss the world (laughs) that he doesn't exist.
2: This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jamesswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archive. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth.
4: Tell Nancy to call.
3: All right everybody, <laughs> welcome back to Skywatchers Radio. Live on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. And if you guys want to call in, please do so. The number is seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. That's our calling number. Of course, you can find us on Skype by looking up PSN Radio, and that's a great way to find us. You know, especially for folks who don't want to pay the long distance charge. Even though who pays long distance anymore, really, with the phone Skype, all kinds of uh, ways to make calls and not get charged any long distance. But hey, but find I can us call Argentina
4: Skype. for only two cents.
3: Yes, and Elliman over here had a request. He wanted uh, Miss Nancy Burns to call in, and say hello to the crowd. So, Nancy, I know you're listening. If you want to call in, please do so and join us live on air. I know that Bill's probably sleeping, so I don't want to bother poor Bill. He's a a hard-working dude. Hard-working dude. By the way, Nancy gave me props for my pronunciation of the word Elohim. So... (laughs) There you go, that's, that's the great. first time, late. we know we gotta celebrate this, this is the first time anybody's ever given me props for saying a word correctly.
4: It doesn't happen that often, unfortunately.
3: Not, I I butcher <laughs> the English language on a weekly basis here, uh, Jeff, uh, On uh, literally on a weekly basis, I butcher words, names, syllables, sentences, you know, it just, it happens, I'm well, Cuban, what, dude, what you need it gets to late,
6: vowels. you know, and it's it gets late, late at exactly. night, you know.
3: You know, here's the thing, after, you know, and and people don't understand how much work goes into doing one of these shows, Um, you know, I get home, I drink about four gallons of Mountain Dew just to get myself ready three hours before the show, start doing all my research, getting all the stuff out there, all the news we're going to go over, uh, you know, any news clips I want to take and and play, uh, anything, you know, that that is relevant to the show, Uh, you know, try to get Alan over here to sound epically good, which I feel that every week, but sometimes he sounds okay today, he's not doing too bad, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of work and a lot of Mountain Dew involved, that's what I'm saying, and uh, because of that, sometimes you're going to sound good, sometimes you're not going to sound too good, but, you know, my English, uh, my English is good, it's really good, even though I am am from the Cuban land, but sometimes I just butcher words, man, so for anybody to say, hey, you did a good job on that one, I think it's because I went Hebrew on that, and I actually said Elohim, and I had the the phlegm, (laughs) I think that's what it was, the Elohim part, but hey, Props to me. Uh, that I'm going right. stay right.
4: quiet on this one. That's well,
3: all. You're Jewish. You would know. I right get it right?
4: It, it, it's close enough. I'm not going to correct you. On, uh,
3: Thank you. Let, uh, me, uh, let, let me bask in my glory on this one, Alan.
4: Oh, mighty one. You have basked in the glorious, wonderful, bright light of pronunciation. Yes! Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you. Take a anyway, bow. Take a bow.
3: If anybody does want to join the conversation, again, open lines the rest of the way. We have about 30 minutes uh, left on the show here before we sign off for the evening. And, uh, you know, we asked you a question before we went a break, uh, Jeff, and uh, I want you to All answer right. that question. I want you to give the audience your answer.
6: Okay. Well, I think that we're ready. I think the world's ready to know, you know, we're ready for the, for the White House lawn landing, so to speak. We're ready for the government to come forward. But the government won't come forward because the fact that the technology they want to keep for themselves, so that they but it's can not going to be the
4: lawn in the U.S. Who says it's the U.S. that is going to get that lawn landing in the first place? Right. But, well, if it you know, happens, it let's say it happens in a different point. country. Yeah, hey, let's say it happens in China, people? right? I'm I'm thinking. Of China,
6: China,
3: okay, I'm hold sorry. on. One at a time, general. Net- One at a time. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, if they they land in China and they announce that aliens are real, then that's one thing. But for them to actually share the technology is a completely different thing. So I do think that they are ready. However, I don't think they're going to be sharing any type of technology. With us, the military is right. Maybe well, here's we the might.
3: thing: who, who says that the aliens even have to land on anybody's White House or any government's property? Uh, you know, for many years, uh, all the contactees have been from like just uh, you know the good old folks uh, from uh, the neighborhood, uh, farmers, regular folks, uh, people just driving down the road, right. your average American, no, your average involved. British, yeah, your average person, you know, your your everyday folk have have been abducted. Right. So who's but even to say no, that we need them to land the whole, on the White House lounge?
6: The whole, yeah, but the whole world's not going to believe it unless they see one. And, you know, if they see an alien, chances are most people will believe it. Like if you've seen an alien sitting uh, with the yeah, on the Today Show, you know, talking about... Well, I'd you know, love to see that, just by just the way. ...just announce that they're real yeah. and all this stuff, <laughs> or sitting with the president even on uh, the Today Show or whatever, just, just you know, to, to finally announce that they're they're here, you know.
3: Yeah, but you know there's always going to be some cynic who's going to say, "Jeff, you know somebody's going to say, well, that's just some kind of a mind manipulation device and it's all holograms and it's not real and it's just the government trying to put one over on you." I mean, yeah, this I was saw what
2: episode.
3: Th- No, this this is what yeah. William Cooper uh, wrote about uh, what 30 years ago on uh, Behold the Pale Horse when he wrote his book that the government was going to do some kind of alien type of thing where they're going to uh, down to aliens and there's going to be a hoax and it's going to be just a, a big ruse on the on the people and uh, I mean that could be Possibility—that's that right. what we actually
6: are yeah.
4: getting. No, it's true. So
6: you know, we'd be better off. Yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing. If it happens in a different country, then we'll be skeptical, thinking that that country's government is trying to pull something over on the rest of the world too. So, right? You know, there. You know, there's no good things about it. Uh, you can hope because you know, it's going to split everybody down the down the middle again. There's going to be people that believe it. There's going to be people that don't believe it. You know. <laughs> there's no way to really to really get around it unless they're among us, like you know, like on uh, on V or whatever, you know, where they're walking around with humans with, and there's no doubt about which
3: ones are the aliens. Yeah, I, and which I hope ones it's aren't. not like V though, because I didn't end up too well. Yeah, my biggest worry yeah, is, is
4: I don't know who made the statement, but um, when the aliens do finally come, it's going to look like uh, like the Europeans finally coming to deal with the Indians.
3: Well, I think I made that joke a few months back. That's where we got that. When the aliens land on the White House lawn and that UFO opens up, and uh, everybody's waiting for the aliens to come out, and out walks a fifty-foot Native American alien.
4: No, 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 no.
3: That would suck for the country because at that point, it'd be like, "Well, it was a nice run, America, but they're back. You know, they're here to take their land. Apparently, we were wrong, and the, you know, the Native Americans deserve their land back. We got fifty-foot Native Americans. People, this is bad. Uh, you know, that if that happened. That would be the end of it.
4: No, no, no. I forgot which scientist said it. But he made the statement that when if and when aliens do come and land it's gonna it's gonna make what the Pilgrims did to the Indians.
3: Oh, that's Stephen Hawkins you're talking about. that's uh, it's, Yeah, he said that uh, we should be careful about uh, sending signals and trying to contact the aliens because them showing up here could be worse than what happened to the natives when a uh, white man took over America or landed on America. Uh, it could be worse because, of course, they have better technology than we did back then, and they could wipe us all out, which he makes a valid point. He, he really does. I mean, there is a oh, very yeah. valid point in that. Uh, you know, look, we don't know what we're dealing with. We really don't. They're right. alien to us. You know you know what I mean? They could come down with roses and, and paint a perfect picture and say, hey, we're here to fix all your problems. Here's technology, here's these great wonderful gifts, we're gonna solve everything. You know, religion, yeah, God's real. Jesus is a he was one of us or whatever their story they come up with. You know, they could paint a perfect picture of how they can fix society and it could all be a lie. And we are just all being led to the slaughter. Like yeah. sheeple. You know, that could very well be happening Also, that could happen Uh, But the thing is, we don't know what the reality is And I don't think that I don't even think the government fully knows As much as, you know, we like to think that they know I think, look, I think Roswell happened I think there was bodies or they may have had contact with one or two aliens Maybe there was an alien that survived We really don't know all the facts On what happened to Roswell But I think there really was a crash at Roswell Something did happen There was an event at roswell and uh the government might have a lot of technology that they just really don't even know what to do with like it's alien technology how do you start to even back engineer stuff that you don't understand because you didn't you you weren't part of its original creation it was not created on this planet so they might have stuff that just stored there for decades and decades and decades that they've never even like tinkered with you know what i mean
6: right right
3: just saying well, it's you're familiar
6: it. with the Colonel Corso's book t- where he talks about how some of it was leaked into different industries. Right.
4: And oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. how we got fiber optics, optics and, yep.
6: and all that stuff. Night vision,
4: goggles, and
3: all that. Microwave technology. Yeah. Flat it's screen the microchip, TVs. The microchips,
6: computers, uh, everything. I mean, basically... If, I mean, because... Re- <laughs> well, if you all look she's back a robot. at what happened, 1946, you know, look at our technology and then... Just a few years later, after the Roswell crash in 1947, look at all the stuff that just came just out of nowhere. I mean, how do we progress within just five years with uh, all, all that type of technology like, you know, like they had? You know, they were coming up with all sorts of new discoveries.
3: Well, you would, uh, you know, I, I understand the uh, leap of faith that a lot of us in ufology make uh, and say, well, it has to be alien intervention. But here's the thing I, I have a lot of faith in human ingenuity. Uh, there's been leaps and bounds in technology, but a lot of it, uh, I mean, there's a lot of money that's pumped into all kinds of different uh, technologies and programs and projects that are very Earth based. You know what I mean? I was watching a video, uh, about, in fact, right before the show tonight. Um, which uh, dealt with uh, solar-powered panels and the future of solar-powered panels. And uh, they're talking about really, really soon, the next probably decade or so, we're going to see roads that are actually made by solar-powered panels, which uh, that would completely, uh, you know, take away the need for, any uh, fossil fuel usage or anything. I mean, if we have solar-powered roads, we're done. That's it. You know, we, we've got solar power. That's, you know, it'll power the entire planet. That technology, is, it's right around the corner, and the way they're describing it is really far out there. You know what I mean? And, again, these are people creating technologies. We tend to, like, really not give credit what credit is due on this planet. Right. To us human beings. We're very savvy people. We Look, man, we created the wheel. We discovered the fire. <laughs> Aliens didn't come down here thing, though, and give us the wheel in the fire. We
6: did that. that. Well, that's that's a funny thing because since the day that we created the wheel, all the way up until about the year 1900, you know, we were pretty much in the same boat until you know that the turn of the century of uh, this you know this last century, and you know it's funny how we come you know from uh, you know horse and buggy to you know man on the moon within like sixty you know years. So it's just kind of strange.
3: Well, you know, yeah, but it's a natural progression, because if you think about it, we had, you know, from Galileo and, um, you know, Jules Verne's and all the stuff that did in the 1800s, uh, there was always that interest in the moon, Mars, space all science. Right. Uh, You know, man was interested already in in what the possibilities were of outer space, especially after, you know, we got over the whole hump of, well, the Earth is not really flat. Sorry about that. That was a big mistake. Once we got over that hump and we realized the Earth wasn't flat and we weren't the center of the universe and we were actually traveling in really what's a a spherical ship. That's what the Earth really is, floating (laughs) in space, uh, falling. Hundreds of millions of miles in space I mean, that's really what we're on And once we realize that yeah. as a people just And we understood at, that
2: Things right, changed but,
6: but, Right, but what's so strange is We went for so long in the, You know, standing still in the same spot I mean, just look at Look at like 2,000 years ago You know, Oh yeah, uh, yeah,
3: but I blame religion you know. for all of that, Jeff Every single one of those things are You know, religious bound uh, I mean, look, religion kept people in the dark Over a lot of things, over the years I mean, it's just a fact. But
6: technology, just uh, in general, I mean, we just, just you know, basically, we're, you know, this last hundred years, uh, you know, we're in a new horizon, basically, technology-wise.
3: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then we know. I of, mean, you would think us. about it. Why
6: didn't we have cars like 200 years ago? I mean, what was really holding us back? You know.
3: Da Vinci
4: didn't design it well.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> no but here's the thing you know we are talking about technology the way we know it but technology has been around forever really uh tools are technol- technology uh you know the look the baghdad battery that's a form of technology that they had in,
6: right you know, but how but well, why did it take w- so long to come up with the combustible engine i mean it, it just seems like we should have been able to figure this out
3: like hundreds of years ago maybe we have and we just uh, have uh, been told to forget some of these technologies <laughs> and technological advancements. Look, you know, we've been, and, no, and yeah. this is uh, something that I think a lot of people tend to forget, this planet is at least, that we know of, four, maybe five billion years old. I know they, the theories is like, about 4.3, 4.5 billion, whatever, uh, that we know of. I mean, science is, you know, pretty accurate, but not very accurate on everything, so I don't give an exact date, but it's several billion years old, okay? Let's just leave it at that. In several billion years, there is a very good chance that in the last uh, five million years, the last million years, society has uh, had a reboot a couple times. There's a very good possibility of that. And it could be a very human looking society that was on the earth, was technologically advanced were either at war with themselves, maybe with other beings in the nearby galaxy, or uh, maybe something happened where they nuked themselves out of existence and things had to reboot on the planet. In a million years, you, you have a lot of time for a lot of that to happen, easily, and for well, records to be I completely wiped out. Well,
6: I, I heard a story that, uh, that, that uh, Mars was like Earth at one point in time, and when their yeah. atmosphere failed, they came to Earth because it was the closest planet that also had life. And uh, that's how uh, a a certain race of of beings came to this planet at one point in time. But like you said, you know, millions of years, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of wiggle room.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's the the whole point. I mean,
6: technology... There's uh, too much
4: prehistory we are not aware of. Yeah, I mean,
6: I don't know, you guys, I don't know if you've seen the Richard Hoagland tapes with the uh, with the Mars stuff, the pyramids on Mars, the face on Mars and all that stuff. Well, well, I got
2: the face those videos way
6: back in the long. 90s and, uh, you know, I, I liked them because of the mathematics applied to all the different uh, structures and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, a lot of the stuff that Richard has covered over the years, though, has been a little bit hokey to say the least. He's jumped a shark a couple times uh, in the past, but he, he he's also pointed out some stuff to which, uh, till this day, I'm boggled by, like uh, some of the uh, the stuff on the moon where uh, there's been clear airbrushing of artifacts and um, that one uh, Apollo um, lander that landed somewhere mm-hmm. on top of a. A supposed um, biodome on the moon, and you can see kind of a strange light in one of the photos. And you know, there's some stuff that he's come out with, which is, which is pretty good. But a lot of stuff also really hokey, and that's the problem with the ufology. It's you know, it's a fifty-fifty man. It's a catch-22 uh, with some of these uh, some of these folks. Yeah. But yeah, he's entertaining, Richard Hope. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, he
6: got he, he got me interested in the artifacts on Mars, and to uh, you know yeah. actually to, to discover that there is something there. I mean, sure, there's a lot of hokey stuff out oh, there. Oh, I'm too, sure
4: there's something on Mars, but I, you know, they actually, you know, the pyramids are there. The other things are there. The problem is, is that the face on Mars really is a trick of lighting, since some of um, the recently one of the orbiters actually finally got the other side of <laughs> the face.
3: They called it the uh, cat litter image, Alan. I don't know if you yeah. remember that. I think actually uh, this was when art was still on the air, if I'm not mistaken, where, when they took these uh, these photographs. Uh, the cat litter uh, image, which completely just uh, blows away the original uh, face on Mars. But here's the thing. The original face on Mars, that that image is from the 70s, right? That's, a, right? that's a long time ago. Since the 70s to now, what are the odds that maybe we blew up whatever the face was and now it just looks like cat litter?
6: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Richard was on with Art, uh, uh, you know, when he was on Sirius and, uh, Network, and uh, Richard was talking about the very oh, yeah, thing he just
3: network. said.
6: Yeah. Remember, uh, somebody had mentioned that on that show, Unsealed Alien Files, somebody mm-hmm. had mentioned that the face on Mars had been hit with a missile, and uh, Richard yep. was all, oh, that's rubbish. And, uh, you know, he, he said it was disinformation. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen Unsealed Alien Files,
3: I haven't, Alan. I've seen Here. some of them.
6: Okay, now I when I saw it, I, I kind of liked the show. Uh, I know John Greenwald uh, has a lot to do with it, and I like you know I like what he's done with the Black Vault with all of the government files. So it was kind of it was kind of uh, you know he had, he had something to do with the show. I don't know how you know at what. You know how much he he had to do with it, but they have him on almost every episode, and they have a lot of his information from his from the black vault on there right. and uh you know some of the stories were kind of hokey you know and a little far fetched and and stuff, but it's all stuff that's out there already, you know all you have to do mm-hmm. is a little digging and you know you can get some you know more broader view on some of the subjects yep. but that was one of the things that they covered uh-huh. uh you know, on when that show. When in doubt,
3: Google it out, and you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's my catchphrase. I'm going to copyright that. I don't know. Can I copyright that? I don't know. I'm going to try.
4: Uh-huh. I have no idea if you can or not.
3: No. <laughs> Probably not. But uh, here's a question. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, TV, uh, Jeff, uh, you know, how, how much have you missed over uh, the last couple of years or the last few years uh, not doing, you know, stuff like UFO Hunters on, on a regular basis? I mean, that was a well, really I, fun show. Well,
6: well, yeah, I've been really, really lucky. I've been I've been on a major network show almost every year for probably yep. the last uh, ten years or so. You know, uh, last year I was on Chasing UFOs from National Geographic, and uh, I believe just a year or so before that I was on uh, the Sci Fi Channel's Factor Faked show, and uh, about a year or so before that I was on the um, the Travel Channel show, uh, the Weird Travels uh, show. And then, oh, of course, UFO Hunters. That was that was sandwiched in between the Travel Channel and the Sci-Fi Channel. As I was on UFO Hunters, actually, two times. Uh, one time, uh, they were talking about the Phoenix Lights. I was on just for a couple split second, uh, you know, just split second. And then they had yeah, me blinked, on the show if you again. Blinked,
3: you blinked. They missed you. Yeah. Yeah.
6: They, they <laughs> had me on again. Uh, you know about the you know the light, the footage that I shot of the the glowing orbs that skip across the sky. Mhm. That footage I shot, yeah, they they had, like, did a whole segment on me on that footage on UFO Hunters. And I was also on Discovery Channel. I was on the uh, Discovery Channel X-Testers, you know. uh, This was a program that was uh, a group of guys that would try to investigate paranormal events, and they would try to duplicate it with their technology, kind of like the Fact or Fake show. It was kind of like that show, but it was on Discovery Channel, and one of the hosts of the show was the son of Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. Uh, oh no! Kidding. Pat, uh, yeah, Pat Denver was nice. His, uh, you know, the, the son of Gilligan. He looks just like Gilligan and everything. He's kind of a, he's a real funny guy. And uh, this show was called X Tester. So I've been on program after program. You know, every that year. must be a
3: blast, though. You, you've been steadily on TV on different stuff for the last few years, huh?
6: Oh yeah, absolutely. And what's great about it is, is I've shot so much UFO video over the years. I've got like a you know a ton of footage on my website, yep. and you know, and I keep you know I keep seeing stuff, but it's just not like the good old days. You know, where <laughs> you know they come real close, and you can shoot some really good video. They just don't. They you know it's very rare that I see a good one uh, that I'm able to videotape. But I'm now, still you,
3: seeing do you, stuff. Do you track where, like, satellites are going to be positioned and stuff so you know you're not watching or videotaping a satellite?
6: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the I'd say, like, 90% of the stuff I shoot is daylight footage anyways, where, ah. you know, like, you know, I got, you know, I got, like, maybe five or six videos that are really good smoking gun videos where I'd say there's nothing else it could be other than an alien ship. I mean, there's a couple of my videos, I'm sure. I mean, there's one uh, labeled 420-2006. Mm-hmm. on my I mean if you if you go to ufosoverphoenix.com my website and then underneath the the buttons on the left hand side at the very bottom there's a button that says click here to go to Jeff's YouTube channel you can go to my YouTube channel and just scroll page after page of video footage that I shot and there's a few of them there that there's no doubt about it i mean they have to be it has to be either secret technology that we don't know about or alien craft because I got, like like I said, one of them, for example, is called 420-2006. This is of a, like a, a weird set of lights that's hovering over the neighborhood. And I'm on the roof of my house filming these two orbs. And then all of a sudden, one of the orbs goes out and there's only one left. And then all of a sudden, that orb, when you watch the video, you'll see it lights up like a Christmas tree. And it looks like a triangle object hovering over the neighborhood all of a sudden. And then all the lights like about 30 seconds later all of them just completely go out and it just totally disappears it's one of the weirdest things i've ever videotaped and of course that famous piece of footage that they always show when i'm on a show is that that footage the may 12th footage where the skipping orbs they skip you know they crisscross across the sky real fast you know and uh you know that's another piece of real good footage i shot and then uh, there's another one where it looks like a clear saucer-shaped object in broad daylight uh, that I shot that's cru- that looks like it does a U-turn over the side of my house and takes off. And, uh, you know, there's videos like that that I shot that just keep, you know, where I know there's no doubt about it uh, that these things are real. And, I, you know, if you keep watching, you're going to get another one on video. I've gotten a f- really great sightings over the last you know, a few months, um, but I just haven't been able to get it on video. That's the only problem, is, you know, they're not staying around like they used to.
3: What do you think that is? Oh, uh, they're well, watching our I TV mean, shows.
6: It, I don't know, <laughs> it goes way back, like, you know, that I didn't want to freak you guys out or freak everybody out uh, about... Freak the us alien out, abduction Freak thing. us out. But, yeah, all right. you know, I mean, this whole thing, you know, goes way back to when I was, like, five years old, five or six years old. I was lying uh-huh. in bed, and I was, you know getting ready to go to sleep, I wasn't asleep. And all of a sudden, something grabs my hand in bed, like a hand. It felt like a person's hand holding my hand. And at first, I thought it was just like my mom like, you know, saying goodnight, holding my hand for just a second. And then I realized that she was in the bedroom in the other room watching TV in the living room because I could see the light in, you know, from the TV, and then I saw the shadow of her walking down the hall and I thought to myself well if she's out there then who is in my bed holding my hand you know and at that point in time I I uh got it. I was really scared like at first it was like a peaceful feeling and then all of a sudden I got scared and there was fear there I was able to reach over as fast as I can to turn on the light and as soon as I turned on the lamp by the bed there was nothing there the pressure released off my hand there was nothing there at all this was and, you know, this was like right around the first grade. This was probably right after kindergarten, probably around the first, second grade time frame right in there. And uh, probably more like first grade, because I remember going to school the next following few weeks, and I, w- I went into the elementary school library, and I started pulling paranormal books left and right, UFO, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot. For some reason, the door was unlocked to a different reality, and I was trying to figure out what it was. And the first thing I, I I got to was a UFO book, and I started reading stories about Calvin Parker abducted by aliens, Travis Walton abducted by aliens, uh, Billy Myers' photos, even though they're all probably phony.
2: But oh, yeah. as a little
6: kid seeing all this stuff, you're th- I'm like all of a sudden thinking maybe this is what was in my room that day, that one of these guys, you know, and it just kind of unlocked the whole thing, you know. And then later on I had more experiences uh, years later, uh, when I was like 10 years old, I saw a really low UFO and I went chasing after it on my bike. And this was in the, you know, the middle of the day, like, you know, 12 in the afternoon. And I, this was up in Seattle. So I'm chasing after this object riding my bike through the woods. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, it's dark outside and I can't find my bike. And I finally found it and got home and my mom was mad, wondering where I'd been. and, and, you know, I look back at it after reading, like, Bud Hopkins and David Jacobs, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, I've had the typical abduction scenario, basically. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, missing uh,
3: time. You know, it really uh, freaked me this- out. Speaking of time, though, we're, we're, we're actually almost yeah. all out of time, Jeff. I hate to cut you off, especially in such a good story, but we're only about two minutes yeah. before we have to wrap up. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to have you back on uh, periodically because, you know, we love having you on the show here. Man, You're a blast to talk to uh, And we've got to hear more yeah, about great. this story. Next time we have you on, we want to lead off with more on this abduction story because it is fascinating uh, stuff, and I want everybody to hear you know your entire abduction scenario. So let, we're going to book you back on uh, probably really, really soon, if that's cool with you.
6: Oh, that's great! I got lots of this weird experience stories I'd like to dive into, and and I don't think that it's uh, uh, an accident that I got into UFOs, and I think it's all part of it, you know. And you know, you guys want to anybody out there? Of course, you know, I want you to visit my website, UFOsoverPhoenix.com. com. You know, find me on Facebook, uh, yep. Jeff Willis, J J E F F W I L L E S, and uh, you know, I look forward to to being back on. And, Talking with you guys, I really like to thank Keith Rowland out there and Dark Matter Radio Network.
3: Yeah, Keith. By the way, uh, sends his uh, yeah. his uh, shout out and says uh, thank you for being on the network with us. Great, the great awesome, Keith Rollin. guys. Uh, guys, uh, we're all out of time. We're about we got to wrap up. Unfortunately, another great episode here on Sky Watchers Radio. Thank you so much again, Jeff, for uh, being a part of the show. Yeah,
4: and it was great having you on again.
3: It really was a blast. Absolutely, and again, thanks, guys. We'll, we're going to book you on very, very, very soon, and we're going to continue this conversation. Uh, I want to just tell everybody out there to uh, please keep listening to Dark Matter Radio Network. Always good stuff coming on. Uh, they're going to replay this show later on, so if you missed any of it, please uh, you know come back and listen on Dark Matter. You can also check it out on PSN. Uh, it'll be on skywatchersradio.com as well. If you guys want to check out the podcast, it'll be podcasted there within minutes. Uh, it's been a blast. We're going to be back next week. Same exact time. It's an exciting time of the night, and this is the time where we get freaky on the air, and we talk about aliens <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And next week, we're going to have Larry Kekender Secondary I'm going to probably butcher his name But he's uh, he's a very, very, very cool guy And you guys are going to love him Uh, He'll be on with us next week So uh, for Keith Rowland, the overlord of the Dark Matter Radio Network For Alan, my co-host For Jeff Willis, our guest And uh, for me, myself, Angel Espino This is Skywatchers Radio And I bid you all a good evening Wherever you may be Sleep tight, take care of yourselves Stay at peace And keep looking up to the skies